Unfortunately, at least one in three adults experience some significant sleep problems. Health experts recommend aiming for seven to nine hours of sleep every night, but a large proportion of UK adults average a lot less than that. In this podcast, Mark Frankess from Men's Nutrition and Health shares some insights on types of sleep problems and some ideas on what you can do to help get a better night's sleep. This morning, we are joined by Mark from Nourish Men's Nutrition and Health, who you might remember from uh, a previous podcast. Um, Hi, Sandra. Hi there. Um, We are doing, as you know, a Men's Health Week, and we're going to be exploring um, lots of different subjects that relate, you know, mainly to men, but, you know, there will be some crossovers, especially with regard to sleep, which is the first subject we're going to speak to Mark about. So hello, Mark. Hello there, Zandra, and hello to your listeners. We all know how we feel when we get a really bad night's sleep. I'm at a certain age where sleep seems to be uh, disturbed quite frequently at the moment. Um, And I often do wonder whether men go through hormonal phases of sleep or, you know, just sleep generally. But Mark, you're the expert. Let's have a chat how uh, sleep affects men's health. Yeah, sure. Sandra, well, as you said um, there in the introduction, I mean, this is not just an issue for men. Um, Poor sleep affects many men, but of course it affects lots of women too. So it's really a people health issue rather than a men's health issue. But we'll talk about it a little bit more from a male perspective. To begin, I mean, health experts recommend that adults should aim for between seven to nine hours of sleep a night. But a large proportion of UK adults get a lot less than that. Insomnia or or sleep difficulties can sort of come in three ways. Can be related to sleep onset, so difficulty getting to sleep. Secondly, sleep disruption during the night, so frequent waking and trouble getting back to sleep. Or thirdly, waking very early and not not being able to get back to sleep. And many of us have suffered from one or maybe some of these at, at, at some stage in life. I know I certainly have. Um, and Sandra, you're saying that you, you, you probably have as well. Sleep problems are, are really very common. It's estimated that one in three adults in the UK have significant sleep problems. So there's a whole lot more that have less significant, but still have some sleep problems. And it's interesting to look at sort of different types of sleep. The three main ones are light sleep, REM sleep, which is where we do our dreaming and deep sleep. And they're not equally valuable to us. Deep is the best. That's where uh, the body and the mind gets uh, its maximum rest and replenishment. REM sleep is the next best, the dreaming sleep, and then light. And the recommendation in terms of these different types of sleeps is that between 15 and 25% of your sleep should be deep, between 20 and 25% REM, and that leaves 50 to 60% of your night in light sleep. How do you know when you wake? See, I, I wake up sometimes and I've had a dream and, and because I've dreamt, I've thought, oh, I've had a good sleep. But um, from what you've just said, that's probably not actually true. So how do you know when you've had a deep sleep? That's a very how good question. Know? I mean, it is, it's not, it's impossible to know just, you know, subjectively. I mean, you, you do get a feel for whether you've had a better night's sleep or not so good night's sleep usually, but not always. So really, it's, it's uh, I mean, some of the apps, Fitbit and Apple Watch, I think, does it. Um, th- they do measure your sleep, your total duration, and they'll break it down into those three types. 
So that's really the best way, probably. I mean, some people say that they're not super accurate and they're probably not, but they're better than nothing. And they do give you an indication of how your sleep breaks down as well as a, an accurate measure of your total mm. sleep. Because people think, well, I go to bed at 11 and I get up at seven, so I've had eight hours sleep. But, you know, as we know that that's not always the case, especially if there's waking during the night uh, and so on. How do these apps work? Is that just done measuring heart rate for example uh well that's part of it i mean they measure a, a number of things around your physiological um state during the night heartbeat is one your breathing and oxygen variations another and so on um they don't i don't think those apps tend to publish exactly how they do it um no, fair enough. you know their, their <laughs> algorithms are secret to them i guess but uh, yeah, but at least that gives you some indication. So having said that, I mean, we're certainly not advocating that you get super hung up on measuring your sleep and analyzing it and looking at your app and looking at your Fitbit uh, too, too much and getting too um, caught up and too stressed about it. I mean, there's got to be a fine balance between measuring these things and getting too um, obsessed with it. Yeah, no, I totally agree because then you become hyper-focused on the wrong things, really. Yeah. Why are they important, these different types of sleep? You know, I mean, what they obviously all have a purpose, I guess, because nature didn't invent these rhythms without a reason. <laughs> Most of the time we're in light sleep, as, as I said earlier. Um, that's not where we're in deep rest. So our, our body and our brain and our mind needs the really strong deep rest that deep sleep brings but light sleep is better than being awake sure um, so all of them have their value and REM sleep's different again that it, it relaxes and and stimulates different parts of our our physiology and of, of, of our brain so they all have their purpose so I guess we all know from experience that a bad night's sleep makes us feel absolutely dreadful the next day in my in my um, world, no sleep means brain fog and just just really grouchy. But um, yeah. so how does not getting enough sleep, you know, what does that do for us? What's, how does it affect our health? Yeah, well, unfortunately, poor sleep can be very debilitating. Um, firstly, it causes um, fatigue and low energy during the day, which is no surprise. It's a, uh, an obvious effect. Um, it also can increase our stress and irritability. It causes a low mood during the day, which you kind of hinted at there. Mm. And ultimately that can lead to more serious mental health issues like depression and so on. Poor sleep also impairs your, your brain function. You can have memory problems, uh, a poorer attention span, sort of brain fog. Um, but it can have other effects as well. It can weaken your immune system, which means you've got a greater likelihood of, of getting a viral infection. It disrupts your blood sugar regulation and your hormone levels. And it, it can even cause weight gain <clears throat> because sleep deprivation uh, causes food cravings, causes you to crave particularly sweet foods and carbs and that sort of thing, which in turn means that you put on weight. I've heard about the weight loss thing and I guess that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because if you're feeling hyper rested and you've got energy then you can think about what, you, what, what you're doing and I've noticed actually for myself that when I do have poor sleep I can't be bothered to cook because I'm too tired grouchy and then yeah. you kind of reach for the ready-made rubbish so you know I, I, yeah, I see absolutely. how that happens mm. absolutely absolutely I mean getting good rest is really one of the key pillars of good overall health and well-being yeah 
I mean, there's that saying, isn't there, burning the candle at both ends, or you're burning the candle at both ends, you know, and you end up with a bug, as you say. And that's really true. I remember, I think that's, you know, when I was younger and I did have the energy to go and go out every night and do, you know, lots of alcohol and all that stuff that everyone does when they're, when they're young. Yeah. It would always end up <laughs> with a week in bed with flu, always. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, pe- people, people are different, you know, people have different sleep requirements and we often hear or read about famous people who um, exist on very little sleep and are still very, very successful. I remember Maggie Thatcher was famous for that. I think <clears throat> Bill Clinton comes to mind, you know, needing mm. four or five hours of sleep a night. But there are famous, you know, there are these people who seem to be able to exist. But for most of us, that's not the case. No, it's true. I mean, my son has ADHD, so he um, fidgets an awful lot and he doesn't sleep that well. And I think that's because his brain is so active. So I guess there are people who are just wired differently and as you say yeah. everyone's different and it doesn't absolutely you know there's no right or wrong in this um no. so what do we do to improve our sleep what can we actually do well uh, the good news is lots of things i mean one obvious thing that we could do is take a sleeping pill however uh there are a few problems with, with sleeping pills first of all they don't actually often work that well yeah. Secondly, sleeping pills, like most medication, have some side effects or can have some side effects. And sometimes they, they're quite unpleasant ones. Things like yeah. constipation, things like bad headaches, feeling drowsy during the day, which obviously you know is the opposite of good sleep effects. Mm. And thirdly, but then, and very importantly, that they don't really treat the root cause of why you've got a sleeping problem, why you're not sleeping well. So the sleeping pill will knock you out so that you get a sleep, some sleep tonight but it's just sort of a temporary solution. I know there's some herbal teas which claim to help with sleep, so, so from a herbal there point are. of view, but yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, especially chamomile, I think. But you can do some specific things around diet lifestyle. I mean, we, we perhaps talk about the diet things first, um, yeah. because there are some nutrients that can help with your sleep duration and your sleep quality. Um, and the four main ones are magnesium, zinc, vitamin D, and omega-3. Oh. They're the, they're yeah, the I didn't know about key. the omega-3, actually. Yeah, omega-3 can, can certainly help. Just running through each of them just very, oh. very quickly um, and talking about some of the foods that contain those things and how, how to get them. So magnesium, the first one, it, it helps. Magnesium helps increase melatonin production, and melatonin is the sleep hormone. Sleep, it's melatonin that controls your sleep. You need good levels of melatonin to get good sleep. And magnesium helps in the melatonin production process. And it's also very good at calming your nervous system and lowering your cortisol levels. And of course that helps with your sleep. Magnesium is found in lots of common sorts of foods, leafy green vegetables, spinach, rocket, chard, that sort of thing. It's also found in some nuts like almonds and cashews. Some seeds are very good for uh, magnesium as well, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, and so on. Mm-hmm. Zinc is is similar. It's often um, grouped with with magnesium because it's also part uh, of the melatonin production process. So it helps with the melatonin um, and helps improve your mood overall. So zinc is great for that. Zinc is found in seafood. It's found in poultry, you know, chicken, also in eggs, chickpeas. 
and again in almonds and cashews. Mm. Vitamin D is another very important nutrient for sleep, sleep onset and sleep quality. Now the main source of vitamin D is not not food, it's the sun. And hopefully we can get a lot of the sun in our summer to make up for the fact that we don't get much of it in the winter. But some food sources of vitamin D include things like mushrooms, eggs, some types of fish, and you can get milk that's fortified with vitamin D. And finally, fourthly is omega-3. And as you said, you weren't aware that that's also um, can be very useful because it is low omega-3 levels have been linked to low melatonin levels. So again, it's related to the melatonin availability. Omega-3 is found in, in oily fish, things like salmon, mackerel, trout, those sorts of fish. It's found in avocados, in olive oil, uh, in walnuts. So there's lots of common food sources for these four key nutrients. Um, so increasing the amounts of those sorts of foods you eat is going to help you sleep better. I read somewhere that a large portion of the population are actually deficient in vitamin D without realising it. That's very true, Zandra. That's absolutely mm. right. Um, particularly in a climate like ours here, where except for the <laughs> except for the last um, month or so, uh, we normally don't get a lot of sun, and through the through the autumn and winter periods in particular. And it's very hard to get as, as much vitamin D as we need. Most of it does come from sunlight. It doesn't come from those foods I mentioned. And yeah. so vitamin D is one nutrient where it can be important to, to take a supplement, especially yeah. through the winter. Talking of supplementation, with magnesium, for example, there's lots of different types of magnesium. Would you suggest one that would be better than any others for sleep specifically? Yeah, I mean, there are, you're right, there are a number of different types um, and it is important to get the, the, the better quality, that's true for all supplements, but the better quality magnesium, it's worth paying a little bit more. The best types for sleep are something called magnesium citrate or magnesium picolinate. Okay, yeah, I've heard of organic, or Organic types. Um, and from a good quality supplier, you know, it, it's it's worth doing. Um, a similar thing uh, applies to zinc. The same types of, um, you know, zinc supplements tend to be the better ones. Brilliant. Thank you for that. And what about anything else like before bed, um, you know? Yeah, well, that's... A, yeah, yeah, rituals, yeah. perhaps. Does it, would a bath help or...? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's another very important thing. I mean, nutrients... The nutrients I talked about is one part of the equation, but there's other things you can do and a good bedtime routine is, is a very important part of that. I mean, you mentioned earlier, you know, the we all know, I think that, you know, drinking alcohol and drinking caffeine before bed is not a good thing for sleep, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, as we get older, I think they have more of an effect and, and you were talking about that a bit before with, with regards yeah. to alcohol. So certainly reduce alcohol and caffeine Having a, having a bath with some magnesium salts can help mm. a lot. We talked about the herbal tea, you know, the chamomile tea, a cup of that before bedtime. Um, and then there's other things around your sleep routine. Um, I'm sure everyone's heard that you shouldn't, you should stay off your screens before bedtime. Yeah. Um, you know, the, one of the worst things you can do is, is check your emails on your phone just before going to sleep, even though lots of us do it. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's much better to read a book. 
because yeah. the light the light from the screens the reason for this is because the blue light from screens whether it's a phone or a tablet or whatever interferes with melatonin okay um, that, does, that does make sense and yet yeah. and yet there i go playing wordle yeah i <laughs> know absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. i mean all, all of those things help a bit i mean n- none of them is probably in individually super crucial and if you do you know occasionally you know check your phones or have your screens up or something it's not going to ruin your sleep necessarily but all of those things put together help to improve mm. the quality of, of your sleep yeah i i read somewhere that also um the low level light can affect your sleep so you know the sort yeah. of the charging yeah. lights if you like yeah. um on a plug or um whatever i mean i i, yeah. I personally have to have complete darkness for sleep but I know some people actually like, you know, a light on. So, if they do have a light, would you? I mean, is it? Is it? Would it be better to have like a red light, a sort of low-level yes. red light, like a yes, lamp, or, or, or lamp sort orange, of light. orange light? I mean, the best thing is to do what you're doing, which is complete darkness. So, if you can black out your bedroom, that's where melatonin flourishes nighttime in complete darkness. So, that's the best thing to do. But oh. if you've got some light, then an orange light's going to be better. No, that's, that's, that's good. Um, and there's a couple of other things just not, you know, related just to lifestyle around the amount of activity and movement you do during the day. I think, again, we all know that if you are sedentary all day, if you sit around all day inside, and you, your sleep probably isn't going to be as good as if you get outside, move around a bit, get a bit of, 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 of activity. And the more intensive that activity you can do during the day, the better, okay. as long as you don't do it too close to bed to bedtime. You know, so there's there's a number of, of relatively simple changes you can make to your diet, to your lifestyle, to your bedtime routine that will improve your sleep. Your sleep will improve, and with that, your overall health and well-being will improve as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thanks, Mark. Um, I dare say there will be questions. So if anyone's got any questions, they can email Mark if you'd like to give us your email address. Yep, it's uh, Mark at nourish men's nutrition which is my company name just all one word you know, all lowercase nourish men's nutrition.com okay and uh, i guess the website is the same um and there'll obviously be a link so during the week um we'll be running lots of editorials on men's health so you'll be able to pick up mark's details there as well um thanks mark we'll be back um soon with another um podcast on testosterone won't we so we'll speak again soon Great. Thanks, Andrew. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Mark's helpful hints and tips for getting a better night's sleep. A full article on sleep can be found on the Health Hub website, yourhealthhub.uk. And if you'd like to discuss sleep with Mark, he does offer free introductory calls. So please feel free to book a no-obligation call to chat about your concerns. He can be reached at www.nourishmensnutrition.com. The articles for Men's Health Week can be found on yourhealthhub.uk.